booing already. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the podcast panel show that wants you to do the right thing in any situation. For example, how should you address the Queen? Street name, city postcode. No need for a stamp. That's your thing. Well, let's meet the teens. A woman so nice she makes Santa Claus look like a fat cunt. It's Margaret K. You'll know him as the voice of Tom Hollander in one of the Pirates of the Caribbean tying games. It's Chris Neal. <laughs> A man so angry he makes angry birds look like birds. <laughs> it's Michael Legg. <laughs> and finally, it's that guy. Oh, what's he called? That guy on that thing. It's that guy. It's Dan Tetzel. <laughs> It's time for the first round, the importance of being right. The importance of being right. In this round, I'm going to describe a situation vomited up by the Google and with a sawdust solution provided by experts in the field of what the fuck. (laughs) Margaret and Chris, you first. For the first time in your career, you're winning at comedy. This doesn't doesn't sound like either of us, to be honest. Oh, it's hypothetical. And you get taken to the Melbourne Comedy Festival to perform in front of some racists. While in Australia, you decide to take a trip to Perth. But as you're enjoying a swim in the sea, a shark mistakes you for lunch and starts having a go. According to the BBC website, what is the right thing to do in this situation? Sorry, when you say having a go, do you mean, like, trying it on? (laughs) Sidling up. Batting their eyelids. (laughs) Trying to meet you, yes. You'd be be feeling quite confident, as obviously you are winning at comedy. (laughs) And uh, therefore you could explain to the shark that you have a reason to be in the sea off Perth. You're not just some irritating, pasty Englishman who's gone for a dip. And uh, if that doesn't cut the mustard with the shark, then apparently I think you have to punch them. On the nose. On the nose. I think think that is... I think you punch them on the nose, and if that doesn't work, you have to lie down as if you're dead at the bottom of the sea. That's, that's difficult to do, isn't Well, it? you swim down... Swim to the bottom swim of the sea? Down, no, you don't really swim. You barely move your arms, but you kind of... You move... Drift. You elide gently between <laughs> your current position and the bottom of the ocean, because the shark likes a chase. The shark is... <laughs> don't we all? The shark yeah. is bored unless it's got a quarry to seek out, and if it just finds something dead, it's not going to go for it, so you pretend to be dead, and if you don't fool it on that, you punch it in the face. My colleague... Are you scared of sharks? Uh, I'm terrified of sharks. I'll tell you what I'm more terrified of, though, is Chris's yes. attitude to... Uh, sh- oh, that was brilliant. I like that. Uh, well done, Dan. Uh, any joke about musicals? I'm in. <laughs> Jazz hands. Uh, I, uh, I'm more uh, worried about Chris's attitude to sharks. Punching a shark is really... What? It's naughty? Put it on the naughty coral. It will... <laughs> Let's not, let's, let's... I've no idea whether it works. I'm just, I think I might yeah, have no, read I'm somewhere that if you're attacked really. by a shark, you disconcert them with a show of mild physical aggression. If it's going to kill yeah, Michael, you... Michael, if a shark was attacking you, would you not hit it? No. You'd I would sing Kumbaya play... to it. No, meat is murder. You'd write a blog about it, wouldn't you, later on? <laughs> <laughs> really show it Beyond to that the shark. Grave. Producer Ben, I believe Chris Neal was quite close with his answers. Yeah, their first, their first tip is that you should get out of the water. Oh, 
fuck off. Right. And then, so if you can't do that, head for the seafloor and hide in some weeds. But no! But that only works if you're scuba diving. Um, it only works if you're finding Nemo. <laughs> what about if the shark chases you behind a rock and you hide behind the rock, but you come out dressed as a lady shark? <laughs> what about painting a, a tunnel onto the rock? Any of these come up at all? Any of them? No, no, yeah, but, but they do suggest hitting the shark. Hitting it! Hitting the shark, uh, but, thank you very much. But with an object, not with your hand, because uh, they might eat your hand. What objects have we got? And oh, apparently yeah. you should target the gills and the eyes. I never go swimming in the ocean unless I've got a mallet with me. <laughs> Crucially, never play dead, because it'll eat you. Oh. Oh. So take You've the point away down, from them. Chris. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's kind of plus one, We've minus one. We've evened up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're on zero. Chris. Yeah. Well done, Chris. Right, I'm not trusting oh, your Christ. confidence again. <laughs> Michael and Dan, picture this if you will. It's the summer and you want to have a little bit of fun for the last time before you get too old. Oh. Sleeping around is out, what with your back and everything, and you're too afraid to ever take drugs. Instead, you decide to attend one of the many music festivals held in Britain each year. But according to the Daily Mail, yeah. what is the right way to survive a music festival? Well, book a hotel. <laughs> yeah, very good answer. Just watch it on telly. Are you a fan of festivals? And piss on the floor. <laughs> Do you like festivals? I have never been to a festival in my life. I was once invited to Greenfields Festival by some, as it turned out, evangelical Christians, and then luckily I, uh, luckily I spotted their ruse uh, before I went. I did want to sleep with one of them. It must be said. Uh, Chris Neil, you must have been to a festival in your time. Uh, well. Only for work. I wouldn't go for pleasure, but um, no. I did a food festival. I did uh, harvest at Jimmy Doherty or Doherty or whatever. Isn't that fat friend of Jamie Oliver? He had a festival, and uh, it was all cooks, and there were lots of cooks there, and they had to all sign things to How say. How was the broth? I don't know. <laughs> How many cooks? I want to see. I'm having to translate. Uh, no, that was jokes. very good. Um, oh. That was, no, that was nice. Um, <laughs> I, uh, no, all the cooks, once they'd got <laughs> through the broth mirth, um, <laughs> uh, had to sign a form saying they wouldn't do anything with pork because that was Jimmy's territory. But that's the... I, would, I, wouldn't, I couldn't stay in a festival, I couldn't stay in a tent because you have to shit in a trench. Um, so they put me up in a Novotel in Ipswich uh, as a well, you punishment. Where you shit in a trench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was on a roundabout. And the last one, I, went, I think that we did, we did Latitude together and I had an asthma attack. So I, didn't go. I, was a bit wary. I was a bit wary of going back to Suffolk, but I was all right. And on that glittering punchline, I shall well, finish I did Latitude. Is it because you got away with those murders and you don't want to go back? <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing is, I found myself walking past his house. And there were people outside, went for a long walk on the Sunday morning because I had time to kill, and um, ended up walking past... No, this isn't an episode of Columbo. Uh, ended up walking past He's Ipswich's not the most famous person here, so premier serial be. killer, Steve Wright. Yeah. And uh, there were people standing outside the house still to this day taking photos. Beautiful. Mm, charming, mm, yeah. yeah. It's not the least horrible thing about Ipswich, I have to say. But, um, <laughs> it's that mural. Yeah, oh, just that the mural. No, not the mural. I'll tell you, it's the parking restrictions in the car park. <laughs> ah, the parking hey, restrictions in the car park. Fucking hell, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> well, let's 
go over to producer Ben, who has the actual answers for us. The uh, Daily Mail's first piece of advice is genuinely pick a festival because it sells the sort of food you like. Oh, there you are. <laughs> as long as it's falafel. Yeah, it would not if you read the Daily Mail. They wouldn't touch a falafel. It'll have a bomb in it. No, they wouldn't go for that. <laughs> yeah, they say ignore the organiser's advice and take a car. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they say don't get too carried away. And they say, do take a friend with you. Well, at the end of that round, <laughs> I'm going to award two points to everybody. <laughs> anyway, the next round is agony. <laughs> Our panellists are going to play oh, at being agony too. aunt. Uh, they're going to read out problems from a real newspaper, magazine, or off of the internet. Uh, Michael, you have a problem for us. Can you go first, please? I do. Dear Agony Aunt, my wife doesn't seem to find me funny anymore. This is actually written by me. <laughs> and I'm a funny, funny guy. Wow. Sorry. Yeah. I work as a cab driver and crack my passengers up all the time. <laughs> she used to love it. At home, we'd mess around with whoopee cushions. <laughs> And hilarious practical jokes. She's not laughed since she was sacked as dinner lady. <laughs> she spends all her time preparing for her employment tribunal. <laughs> I tell her she'll walk it, no problem. But she won't listen. It's putting a damper on everything. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Margaret and Chris. Is it damper or dampener? Is that dampener? Dampener. Dampner. It is dampener, yeah. isn't it? Is Stupid that from idiot. a real publication? It's genuinely from a real publication. So, mm. cab and dinner lady monthly. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret so, and Chris, you are people of the world. What advice would you give this poor man? Poor man. What's his problem? What's he complaining? His, his wife is his wife doesn't love his whoopee cushions anymore. <laughs> Support your wife through her emotion, emotional tribunal. Mm. is what I wanted to say. Yeah. I just, I've just got no sympathy for the awful, awful man. This is why I wouldn't be a good. Uh, not an awful, aunt. awful man. Funny, funny guy. <laughs> no, that's that's my problem. That's my translation of funny, funny guy. But he works as a cab driver and cracks his passengers up. Yeah. Margaret, is your? They is don't your... want to be. Is your partner funny? <laughs> Is he a funny, funny guy? Uh, it's DVD the commentary. Only... <laughs> this point, uh, I don't know, it's really quite, it got quite awkward. Uh, I remember when we recorded this that whatever she said next would be awkward. <laughs> no. Is my partner funny? Yes, it's the only thing he is. <laughs> Quite nice. Um, oh, it does me. Does he crack his passengers <laughs> up? His passenger? He can't drive. It's useless. Uh, uh, for those of you uh, not aware, I. I, um, I uh, Lives with me. I, yeah. <laughs> and they're bringing up my child. <laughs> Producer Ben, how close are we? What is the real answer to this? Well, I think Margaret's closest. The Agon answer try and understand how worried your wife is feeling about the tribunal. 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 Ooh, he's gone West Country. And also, fire a path. 
Sometimes the funny, funny guy act doesn't work. It's like you're not listening. Not everything is cured by laughter. Some things are cured by tears. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret Cable Smith, I believe you have a problem to read out. Yes, for I us. do. Dear Agony Aunt, my sister has just had her fifth child, which is all well and good. But I... <laughs> Love it already. But I really resent having to buy yet another christening present. I'm not being stingy, but I can't afford loads as I'm a single woman. I'm sure that qualifies... Anyway. anyway, she only ever buys me cheap, nasty presents and never says thank you for all of the things I get her and her kids. I'm so with the letter writer on this one. <laughs> I really am. Have you got nieces and nephews? Yes, Chris? I've got two nephews, and the younger one's a little shit. <laughs> and to date, I've not fathered any children, and uh, so I feel that I... But you know of, that you know of. That I'm pretty fucking confident about. I I do resent, as they get older, spunking money... Not spunking money, I don't know, but, <laughs> Just spending That's the sort of thing that gives uncles a bad name. On, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, well, no, do you know what? I've got friends who've got a little girl, and for some reason she knows me as Uncle Finger. <laughs> and, and this was because when she was about four, I really made her laugh with my index finger. In a comedy uncle, funny, funny guy kind of way. Not touching her. Not there was nothing her, about a tribunal. But I'm completely with her. I, it's not even no, it's the question's Chris, not even to me. But I'm with present, her. Though. I mean, the answer, the, the correct answer is suck it up. Really? Is that yeah. really the Come correct on. answer? Yeah. Give no. them a cheap present. I can think of many questions to which the right answer is, oh, just suck it up. But I'm not <laughs> sure that this is one of them. What's wrong well, with faking your own death and then not getting <laughs> the money? Do you have nieces and nephews, uh, I've Michael? I've got about 27 of them. <laughs> I do. I'm a great uncle. And do you buy them all presents? No. Fuck no. <laughs> no, there's too many of them. Like, um, lice. <laughs> what, do you buy lice a present? <laughs> you buy them one thing... If you're related and to the lice. The, uh, oh. the advice comes from ex-Nolan, Colleen Nolan. Colleen? Colleen. <laughs> How do you pronounce it? Colleen. <laughs> Did you just call Colleen Nolan Colin Nolan? No, she called her Colleen. Colon Nolan. <laughs> As in Colin Powell. Colleen uh... no colon Nolan. Is that what we're calling it? <laughs> See, it's difficult. It's very difficult. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, producer Ben, what is the answer? I think it's a point each because she said you should still buy something, uh, suck it up, but it doesn't have to be expensive. Why not give her a cheap present like a picture frame with a photo of you two in it? That <laughs> a photo of you two in it? <laughs> oh, that's a bit near the edge. Everyone loves that. Everyone loves that. Come on. Come on. That might shame her into thinking about your gifts more in the future. Yeah, my sister gave me, as my birthday present, a picture of my niece. <laughs> it was pretty fucking lame. I was <laughs> well... Now it is the audience's wow. turn before oh, the show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you do the podcast. We're shit at it. <laughs> before the show, we got them to write down their problems. So let's see. I'll read some out, and we'll see if uh, the panel can help in any way. Have we got Jr. here? No. Oh, did someone <laughs> shoot Jr.? Oh, oh Jr.'s here. Is. Okay. Oh. He wants to know what can I do about my wife's best friend's halitosis? <gasps> Why is she breathing on you? Well, she's a human. 
I, I'm looking for a book. It's about breathing and halitosis. <laughs> the name, it's J.R. Hutton. J.R., how long has your wife had this best friend? How long has this person been in your life? She's always been a best friend. Does your wife know it's a problem? This is the problem. Ah. The oh, wife no. doesn't know it's a problem. Yeah, mention it to your wife and it's her fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's her friend. She must to. be aware of it. I mean, how shabby is your marriage that you can't discuss her friend's halitosis? Wow, harsh. <laughs> is your wife's best friend you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know how you know if you've got You halitosis? lick the back of your hand, you your wait ten hand. seconds and have a sniff. Many hours have Let's passed all in that happy it. way. <laughs> I'll just have a sniff. Oh, I've got chloroform. <laughs> Is Dan, it... have a smell. Spunk. <laughs> it's like the wine programme, isn't it? <laughs> Is Sarah here? Was it Sarah who asked, how do I filter the assholes from the nice guys? Oh. Was that you? I know, I know she's written assholes there. Yeah, so, you did write uh, assholes. They're Americans. And you say that you find nice guys boring. Yeah. Well, that'll be your problem yeah. then. Mm. <laughs> it's a problem, isn't it? <laughs> My tip to you is, there's no pleasure to be had in filtering assholes. <laughs> but what is it? What is it you like about assholes? They're yeah, you fucking bitch. No, no. Get out of my face! <laughs> I would just need to be alone. Give Are me you... some space, woman. How, how far is asshole? Do you mean someone who is a bit mean or someone who beats you no, during no, sex? No, no, no. What a wonder. There's only the two. That's scrabble. That's scrabble. Not in that way. Just an attitude, you know. The, the proverbial nice guy is. They're just boring. So you don't want a nice guy because that'd be dull, but you want yeah, an asshole because they turn you on, but they're assholes. How, how long do I you I think have learn to... to live with a conundrum <laughs> and accept your proclivities and yeah. step forward proudly and go, I'm an asshole kind of girl. Or go out with a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> when you meet a man for the first time, how long does it take before you sleep with him? Quite a long time. Just getting to the nub no, no, of the no, issue. Quite a long time. Minutes. No, because for um, Margaret that is a long time. <laughs> Arseholes. No, it depends. It varies. It's not like a standard. It's not a standard operating procedure. Do you want to like nice guys, or do you want to just find a I nice asshole? I think you're confused. Yeah. <laughs> a nice asshole. A nice asshole. Like Richard yeah. Madeley. <laughs> A nice arsehole. What is he? Greg Wallace. Just an arsehole. He is nice. Greg Wallace. Greg Wallace. And also the thing about Greg Wallace. Nick Knowles. Yeah, you want Greg Wallace. Nick Knowles is a good nice arsehole. He's not an arsehole, Nick Knowles. Oh, he is. Oh, I saw him in a shop. He was awful. Sarah, who would you award the points to on the panel? Equal. Be more of an arsehole, Sarah. Come Equally, on. no one did anything of any value. We were quite so insulting and so drunk. Drunk. She doesn't know what's going on. She's Don't be an arsehole to her. You know what yeah, that yeah, happens. Yeah. Does it mean Sarah won't want to go out with me? Or will want to go out with me? She will want to filter you. Yes, <laughs> Let's check the scores of Ben. Ben, what are the scores? Scores are three apiece. Oh. Yay! 
people who've downloaded this want our advice, then uh, <laughs> you can email rightthingone at gmail.com and you never know, we might not put your problems in a bin. Uh, so now it's time for some proper expertise as we ask the experts. Ask, 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 ask. This is the round where we get an expert on the show and waste their time by asking them what they were doing in ridiculous hypothetical situations. Talking over me, not very professional. No, it's <laughs> this week we're wasting the time of wine expert Andy. <laughs> so Andy, you're a wine expert. What does that entail? I'm a wine buyer for Majestic Wine. Mm. So I buy the South American wines, Chilean and Argentine wines for them. What's better, red or white? <laughs> Anything. People. Doesn't matter. Whatever your favourite is. But there is no right answer to that question. Really? Oh, he's like, look, he's like a now. prostitute. Yeah. You've, got, you've got to tell us the right and wrong things. You can't Not. sit there with the, with the name of an expert on him and go, do what you fucking like. I don't know. <laughs> so you all get a minute to ask Andy any questions you like. I'm going first. Go on, you go first. <clears throat> okay. Andy. Do you like do you old ah! Is Margaret's question. She'd like to know. I'd like to waste my question with setting up gay men lost with the hair on their head, but nothing to do with virility in any way, shape, or form. No. Oh. There you go. Back so, you, um, right, Andy, <laughs> do you believe in transubstantiation? <laughs> no. <laughs> do you ever think about wine when you masturbate? Chris. Chris. That's a good question. Stop. I think that's a good question. I think that's not an unreasonable question. And you pop your cork. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the best right. wine to leave half drunk for about a week? <laughs> Next to your cooker. <laughs> a really shit wine. How important to you is vegan wine? Oh. <laughs> uh. Do you mean water? <laughs> I think it is important. Um, a lot of people don't realise the difference, but I think it does have a role to play. Certainly. Can I kiss you? <laughs> Can I vegan kiss you? <laughs> That's without tongue. <laughs> or indeed touching. OK, OK. So, Andy, your first... Andy's but there are a lot of... I have to hand you a lot of leaflets. <laughs> You're very slim, man. Oh, I can't thanks. notice that in quite a hairy chest. Um... Stop coming on to him! Don't know. This is the fucking longest relationship I've had in two years! <laughs> Tugboat is furious. <laughs> Here's scenario number one. Andy. Andy has been after a hot young lady, oh sorry, Chris, for ages. <laughs> Finally, she invites you round for dinner. As a fan of MasterChef, she's cooked scallops with pea and black pudding, followed by scallops with parsnip puree. <laughs> it's a MasterChef joke. Only one person got it, but it was well loud. Yes. But it really <laughs> fucking landed. Yeah, it was yeah. Right. Yeah, it was really. <laughs> She's been telling you for a while that she's a bit of a wine buff herself and wants to show off her choices, but the white is corked and the red tastes like vinegar. She doesn't realise this and says they're delicious. What should Andy do? Should he tell the lady that her wine choices are shit and she won't have sex with him, or should he lie about wine and boner? Clearly lie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you ever been it's in very that situation, difficult. Andy? It's not that exact situation. I've been in many situations where the wines have been really badly cooked, but people are really enjoying them, maybe because I brought them. 
I would say not. You're not a snob about wine, are you, no. Andy? Although so did you deli- deliberately bring some? <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't know really nice wine. It's nice wine, but that is cool. Oh, I see. Ten percent of all. I thought you meant you'd gone around the stock room and gone, oh, this would be horrible. That'll be awful. I'll take that. I'll take that, and they'll think I'm good, and they'll go, this is nice. He doesn't work at Majestic. He works at the corner shop. Scenario number two. Your best friend has noticed a gap in the market. We have red wine, we have white wine, but we have no blue wine. We have rosé. That's not blue. That's not blue. <laughs> he thinks this is a missed opportunity that you could definitely sell to patriotic countries like France and the US. He has staked everything he owns on this product and asked you to taste it and endorse it. It tastes horrific. But without your seal of approval, he'll lose everything. What is the right thing to do? What did Andy do? Can I ask him, what did he make this blue wine out of? Andy? What would he Dreams. Out of? Smurfs. Smurfs. <laughs> I've no idea. I think he added blue additives to it. Oh, actually happened. No. No. <laughs> Michael Legg, professionalism versus loyalty. Which way do you think Andy has swung? Definitely professionalism. Yeah. Of course he's a professional yeah. guy. He's a professional But his man. best friend will lose. Yeah, look, his... He says, I'm not going to endorse it. His friend has said, I've invented blue wine. <laughs> I hate that. your friend. Also, his <laughs> friend's a <laughs> dead. <laughs> I think Rubbish. Andy's professional, but he's so nice he'd possibly sleep with Chris, even though he's straight. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. So I think his niceness might overcome the professional. I think he wouldn't. He wouldn't don't endorse have to be nice it. Nice to sleep with me. No, if you're, but if you're heterosexual, Ill, Chris. Sort of... oh, yeah. If he was gay. You definitely have to be charitable. I'd be trying yeah. to say. <laughs> Any gay man would be lucky to have Chris Neal, and, I'd like, and I will endorse that uh, statement. <laughs> In what way can you endorse that? <laughs> so, Andy, what would you do in this situation? I wouldn't endorse it. Oh. But would you be nice about it? I would have been very nice. There you go. <laughs> Round of applause. I'd for have Andy. said no, but nicely. As you probably guessed, the panellists have to outrun each other until we all feel a little bit sad about humanity. And uh, this round will end when producer Ben hoots his horn. So here he goes. A man knocks on your door asking if he can use your phone. You are 92% sure it is not Osama Bin Laden. <laughs> what is the wrong thing oh, to do? I've been stung like this before. I wouldn't let him in. Really? I did a really stupid thing once. This man knocked on the door. This one I smoked. And he said he had 200 Marlboro Red he could let me have for seven pounds and I remember thinking this is a scam I'm not going to fall for this and in fact what I'm going to do is I'm going to open the cigarettes in front of him to check there are 200 marble red in this packet so I said to him I said I will do that and he said well that's fair enough so I said well it is 20 quid you take that way and bring back the cigarettes and the change <laughs> <laughs> So I'd say no to a oh. <laughs> You should always check if it is Bin Laden by going, well, it's very late. I mean, it is 11 minutes past nine. And if he goes, Also, <laughs> can you just, like, prod his head and see if there are any holes? Or, uh... <laughs> so what is the wrong thing to do? Oh, now, where do I live? Hammersmith. Hammersmith? No, in this... Oh, I see. <laughs> No, oh. no, no. Dan's had some outside. his Simon. full address. <laughs> Chelmsford. Chelmsford. Then I'll blame him. Due to a cash flow crisis, you're down to your last 80 quid. 
You could spend it on food for your family, but then you see some genuine Napoleonic-era boots on eBay. What is the wrong thing to do? Well, I think we should feed the over. boots to your family. Well, the wrong thing to do would be not buy the boots because then you'd have. Why nothing. would that be? Because would then it, you'd have nothing. Because would then you'd have nothing to wear with that steampunk tailcoat. <laughs> <laughs> today, you put a bid in today. Oh, don't you give away that. all your things because they don't fit though? Those boots that I bought, yes, they were a little bit small, and I gave them to Tom Tuck off of the Penny Dreadfuls because he has tiny, tiny feet. Yes. I think the wrong thing to do is to watch all of CFAX and learn it and then recite it. <laughs> This one. <laughs> a genie grants you one wish. What is the wrong thing to do? Just to like waste it. Yeah, like hoping everyone. They like, just have a wank. Have a wank. Your wish is, is that to your have a wank. Wish? <laughs> Sim Sim the wrong <laughs> yes, yeah. I was thinking, Michael, I don't know you that well, but your dream could come true. <laughs> what is the wrong thing? Ask for none wishes. Right, that's the end of the show! Ginger beer and sardines all round. Producer Ben, what are the final scores? The uh, the final scores are pretty comprehensive. Michael and Dan with nine. Because Margaret and Chris have got three. Furious. I think I've earned myself a tailcoat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. That's the end of the show. Goodbye. Thank you.